Hey friends, my name is Ashley Rodriguez, and this is the Boss Barista Roundup, a show where I tackle a topic and ask you, the listeners, to share your stories, insights, and experiences with us. This week, we're talking about patrons, guests, customers, whatever you want to call them, and we're asking what it means to truly engage with the folks that come into your workspace. I have this trivia team. We meet every Monday, and it's a mashup of friends from all industries. Uh, It started between me and one of my college friends and sort of expanded outward. And sometimes I tell them about the work that I'm doing, and I'm always kind of surprised when they're surprised by something. For example, I told them about the barista wage spreadsheet where baristas from all over the nation are anonymously entering their wages in order to shine a light on how little and disparate barista salaries are, and they hadn't heard of it. I explained the entire four-barrel scandal. We did a few episodes on this where eight women sued the company and one of its owners, Jeremy Tooker. They hadn't heard of that either. And I thought, these folks get coffee every day. Once I told them about these things, it seems like it would, in the future, impact their buying decisions, but it brought up this question of how do we engage with our customers? I've been a barista for almost 10 years, and I wondered how would I tell someone that walked into my cafe about the four-barrel scandal or about the barista wage spreadsheet? People want to care about their baristas, about their servers, their bartenders. So how do we let them? One group of folks is working on that question right now. So initially, the word we were using was patron responsibility. We were thinking that the conversations we're having are important. And also, the component that is missing is literally the component that makes the whole thing work, which is our customers. Uh, Without them, obviously, there are no coffee shops. And so it's almost like the final link of the value chain, which in so many ways hasn't participated, but also hasn't been asked to participate, at least not in any um, like meaningful and sustainable way that I've seen so far. That's Camilla Kudu. She runs Barista Behind the Bar, a project and platform aimed at highlighting the struggles of barista work. In conjunction with Coffee at Large, they're launching a project aimed at promoting patron engagement, or how to talk to customers about what's going on in the service industry. Sometimes it can feel like the struggles that we have as service professionals, like low wages or no health insurance or exploitative bosses, are really obvious to us on the inside of the industry, but how much do our customers really know about what's going on? What personal connection do they have to the plight of service workers? This project is meant to bridge that gap and make having discussions about wages or tips or sexual harassment easier to have with the folks who come in, the folks who buy a coffee, have a meal, and patron the places that we work every day. We don't have all the answers. We want this to be a 
very broad communication and engagement platform. And so what we started discussing is doing it in phases. So phase one is kind of introducing the idea to our, our followership on social media. Um, like, hey, these are the conversations we're having. Is this interesting to you? Do you want to engage? And um, hopefully people do. And so what we've done is made um, a really like simple list of questions to sort of invite in and be a point of entry for even just your favorite regulars. Like, you know, on an average day, you have rushes during which you're not going to be asking customers what they think their responsibility is. Um, and then you have lulls where you're, you're chatting with the people you see every day who probably understand your role in their life in a really specific manner, but don't consider the fact that you don't have health insurance and are making minimum wage. Um, and so what we've discussed as a first phase is just normalizing the conversation point um, and to start inviting customers in as part of the community that is the specialty coffee industry. You hinted at this a little bit, but I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about why this is so important. You mentioned that like, you know, without customers, we don't have coffee shops, but um, can you just like expand a little bit more on that point? Yeah, I think that coffee shops in so many ways, but very specifically being third spacers are microcosms of how we want our communities to work. I mean, they are our communities, regardless of whether or not you're interacting with that space. If you live in a neighborhood, in an urban setting, in most cities in this country, you're probably interacting with people who interact with these spaces. So the role that I see a coffee shop playing, and really this is a role that coffee shops I think have played forever, but now it seems incredibly pressing the more communities needed, um, is to model how we want our worlds to look. It's It seems trivial and minor and also is incredibly impactful to walk into a space on a daily basis and interact um, with a community of people who you want to share space with, who you want to build community with that don't all share your ideals, don't all look like you, don't all move through the world with you. And why wouldn't we want to have every space we walk into be a model of the greater society that we want to live in? And so without getting incredibly esoteric about it, the that missing link in the value chain is the community beyond our shop employees um, that we interact with and how, yeah, just how they relate to us, how they relate to the product, how they would relate to the information that I think some don't have about our specific struggles, but also the struggles that we are dealing with in the specialty coffee industry are certainly not specific to this industry. And so part of the goal here is, yes, how do you interact with cafes? And also how do you bring these conversations into your place of work or, you know, the community board or what what have you? And like, are you starting to have these discussions more broadly? Broadly is the key term here, because where are we having these discussions? On social media, it might feel like we see so many messages about being better to service folks or how hard it is to be an employee who works for tips. But social media is tricky. It can make things feel like everyone sees the same things and agrees, 
But then we step out of social media and we realize we are not on the same page with anybody. The Patron Engagement Project hopes to overcome that barrier. I think a huge part of it for me right now and a huge part of the conversation and why I think that this kind of engagement is really important is because I see our work being in so many ways kept from the public by just engaging via social media, which is such a curated space and also leaves people out along class and age lines, like very, very specifically. And so taking these conversations off of the internet and actually into your personal day-to-day interactions. I mean, I think that that's the next big step because right now I think things feel quite theoretical. We don't have too many action items. I think people are unionizing and definitely gaining rights and traction. Um, But in so many ways, we have an opportunity to lead by example and inform other industries. Yeah, I think that our industry can lead by example. And I also think that there are many reasons that we have the privilege to lead by example. Many of us are um, like we are on the side of younger and um, have a little bit more ease in terms of lateral movement. And that's not to say that there aren't people in our industry who have families and need to pay mortgages. There are. But as a whole, right now, our demographic is skewed very, very, very intensely towards a younger, more forward-thinking group of people, and I think we need to capitalize that. So how do we capitalize on that? Let's say tomorrow, a customer comes in. How do you start talking to them about health insurance? How does a project like this really begin? That's in a moment after the break. This episode of the Boss Barista podcast is brought to you by Get You Some Gear. Get You Some Gear redistributes donated coffee gear to baristas and other coffee professionals that hold marginalized identities. If you have any old coffee gear that's collecting dust in a cabinet, or you just have extra items, Get You Some Gear will find a new home for them. They're in specially need of the big three, kettles, scales, and range servers. The best way to get in touch is via Instagram, at get you some gear that's g-e-t-c-h-u some gear all one word but if you're maybe instagram free or don't really like social media you can also send an email at get you some gear at gmail.com welcome back to the boss barista roundup we left off with camilla Cadu, the founder of barista behind the bar about a new project that she's working on with Coffee at Large aimed at increasing patron engagement or how we talk to customers about the things that affect service workers like low wages, no health insurance, lack of mobility. And this project is huge. And one of the things that really struck me is just how huge it is. It's basically asking customers a group of people so large, it's impossible to generalize them, to care. It's one of the broadest goals I've ever heard, and yet they're doing it. I asked them how they came up even with the idea to tackle this issue. 
I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that idea of creation, because I think that for a lot of people, when they see a problem, it can feel almost like insurmountable. Mm-hmm. And not to say that it, it might, it might be, it totally might be due to the resources you have or you don't have. Um, but I wonder like when you guys kind of looked at this problem, how did you decide like, oh, we're going to tackle this. We're going to do something about it. And what did that process look like? So initially, actually, um, a follower of Barista Behind the Bar reached out to me and kind of pressed me to make a statement regarding the fact that Slate is still up and running. Um, Coffee at Large had put up a post and shared very real sadness and frustration at the at the lack of accountability um, and the fact that they haven't engaged in a conversation Slate hasn't spoken with Coffee at Large about um, their demands and why they left and this movement that they have going. Um, and so a follower of Barista Behind the Bar is like, hey, are you going to talk about this? Like, what what are you feeling? And I, I realized that um, one of the reasons I wasn't engaging with that post or just the sentiment of this like frustration is because it feels really personal. Um, I too went up against an employer that in so many ways was engaging in abusive behavior, um, but that employer still has clout and business and followership and support. Um, And so we, so I I sat with that and then I reached out to coffee at large in part just to share sentiment and share, Hey, you know, this is how I feel. I wonder if you feel a similar way. Our emotions are totally valid. Let's hold space for the sadness and frustration in that. And then how do we move this forward? Because the reason that these businesses are still up and running and that people who are who engage in abusive behaviors continue to be uplifted is because they're not being held accountable by the people who literally pay their bills, i.e. customers. And so we thought, okay, well, here's a missing component. And I think also a lot about um, four barrel, like... <laughs> And, 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 you know, just so many examples of people calling people out for poor behavior and then absolutely receiving absolutely zero accountability work from that and then also continuing to thrive and prosper. The examples that Camilla lines out about Four Barrel, who we talked about earlier, or even Camilla's own experiences with her former employer, which we talk about in a previous episode, It's these moments where something big is happening to us and when no one reacts, it feels, I mean, it feels shitty. It's easy to project outward and wonder why people aren't noticing a project that you're doing or an issue you're having with a former employer. It's something that I face all the time, but it's another thing to call yourself in and wonder what can I do right now? What can I do in this moment? This is at the heart of the project. That's where the customer comes in. Like, And initially the idea was, and I think still is, I get, again, we're working through these phases to see what we can get. But um, what I really want to do in terms of taking this conversation off the internet is first we're going to do a little bit of crowdsourcing. So you start speaking with your customers, you start saying, Hey, this is what's going on in our industry. What's going on in your industry. And kind of like start calling ideas and just stirring the pot um, 
Phase two is actually engaging with customers through our social media platforms because I know that there's definitely we have most of Barista Behind the Bar's followership is um, comprised of coffee professionals, but certainly enough, you know, a good amount of customers. And like I said earlier, we are all customers ourselves. There was a moment where I was listening to Camilla and thinking about all of these great ideas and thinking, yes, patron engagement. That's what matters. But at the same time, I had a thought that was kind of just like, I mean, fuck it, does it matter? I think about the people who still go to Four Barrel, even after the San Francisco Chronicle extensively covered their legal woes, including changing their name for eight days, firing multiple staff members, and hiring the PR firm that Harvey Weinstein employed, And there are still people who go to Four Barrel every day. And I just felt sad. Like, just absolutely devastated. It kind of feels like nothing matters. Camilla's patron engagement project feels painfully optimistic. Perhaps more optimistic than I can sometimes muster. And I asked Camilla about that. Honestly, I don't I don't know that it's optimism that's driving this. Um, I think that I think coffee professionals are uniquely positioned to do this work because our jobs are by nature so social. And so it's not a matter of like optimism and believing that um, we can change things, but it's more like this is actually just how we interact. Like I know so many people who have made the shift from being behind the counter to quote unquote, a real career or a desk job. And then you miss that part of your world that is so deeply impacted on a a daily basis of like actually interacting with people who are not directly a part of your life. And so I don't think it's a matter of optimism. It's kind of a matter of like, this is all we know. And I think that it's really cool to take these skills and these valuable Um, methods of interacting with people who we have absolutely nothing in common with besides a customer service interaction and using that deep skill set and knowledge base to move conversations forward it's almost like like who do who do we think is making change like protesters sure politicians not really um like the rest of us (laughs) there are like i think it's time to sort of like turn the narrative on its head i think that's a really really good point to almost end on the idea that we have power and a movement like mm-hmm. this, even on a very small scale, just thinking about one barista and one customer, mm-hmm. it's a moment for a barista to like sh- claim their power a little bit and be like, mm-hmm. I am an actor in this process. Let me tell you what's going on. Right. Exactly. Um, which is really, really, I, I mean, I'm using the word again. It is really optimistic. It is like a very like personal, I know you mean it, this to be a very big, movement and it will be i hope but it can also be very personal it's personal and it's there's also a degree of trust which is something i don't think we talk about but there is an inherent trust in our daily interactions that like we are inviting you to our space we are creating space and asking you to feel safe here and those points of trust i think it's easy to see them as minimal but they are anything but 
And that trust is essentially what builds a community and you start like trusting for each other. I mean, like think of how many times you've closed by yourself, but there was a customer who you trusted in the store for no other reason than that you see them every day. You might not even know their name. And just like that is so impactful and so important. And to start building deeper connections along those lines, I think it's it's an imperative part of this conversation. And so, yes, it's optimism, it's trust, it's using the skill set that we have and like realizing the power inherent in it um, and empowerment and engagement and moving it forward. That was Camilla Kudu, founder of Barista Behind the Bar. You can learn more about her partnership with Coffee at Large and their project to increase patron engagement by following her on Instagram at Barista Behind the Bar or by following Coffee at Large at Coffee at Large. If there's a moment that you've had with a customer or someone who's walked into work that has changed you, or maybe a moment you've changed someone else, we want to hear about it. Send us a voice memo of a memorable experience you've had with a customer, a coworker, anybody at bossbaristapodcast at gmail.com. Almost all smartphones have a voice memo app so you can record directly into your phone and then email it away to us. Who knows? You might hear your voice on a future episode. This has been the Boss Barista Roundup. I'm Ashley Rodriguez. See you next week.